0: seattle the next forcraft expansion
1: (laughs) hello everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host alex but you can call me senpai and joining me tonight i just have our czar of source material john
0: hello I have no opening. Dude. I never know what you're gonna do.
1: You're either gonna you're either gonna do like just hi or hello or you're gonna go into some random spiel. I don't have a bit today. I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh today, you and I are gonna be doing a, a spoiler cast for the I guess you would say the latest season of Ghost in the Shell Standalone complex. I guess, I don't, see here's
0: the thing, I don't want to say SAC 2045 is part of canon, but I guess it is.
1: (laughs) I, maybe, I don't know, um, but last week on the podcast, Natai and I did a spoiler cast on Sing Yesterday for me, which we came to the conclusion it was a great example of how not to end an anime series. Today we're going to be doing a spoiler cast for an anime that's a good example of how not to start an anime series.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Basically, um, what else can
1: we say? Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I like it. I like. Yeah, I mean, the original movie is probably one of the greatest anime movies ever made. Yeah, it's in got my opinion at least. It is. It's got a,
0: it. F- fucking first of all, Ghost in the Shell inspired the Matrix. Okay. Yes. If no one knows that, um, it's a great book. It's. What's the word I'm looking? Cyberpunk? Is that? Is that?
1: Yeah, it's definitely cyberpunk. Yeah, it's it's
0: like dystopian future cyberpunk, and then it's like corporate espionage, and there's everything in it, you know, about like corrupt governments, and like it's just really a good way to spend time. It has a good storytelling like method.
1: There's like there's science fiction, there's mystery, there's action, there's thriller. Yeah,
0: and major is just super hot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, the Major is still one of the coolest anime characters ever in my book. Oh yeah, she's so awesome. I love her <laughs> so much. Um uh, yeah, I mean, just to give a little background information. Yeah, this is based on the manga of the same name uh by Masamune Shiro. It's as we've mentioned, has spawned a couple of mo- well several movies now as a matter of fact, um and a couple of TV anime series with the standalone complex anime. Um, this particular anime was announced all the way back in 2017. Yep. Uh, and Netflix actually announced about a year after they were announced they were making this, that they had picked up the exclusive rights to it. Um, it's also been announced that there is going to be two seasons of this. So the first 12 episodes, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight is the first season. Um, and it's, it's hard to believe this, John, but it's been nearly 15 years since the last episode of ghost in the shell standalone complex second gig aired it has
0: been a long time
1: and it's been nearly <laughs> a decade since the uh the standalone complex movie solid state society that was all the way back in 2011 oh yeah
0: when i graduated high school oh shit man i'm old <laughs> fuck i'm good old times, man.
1: good times <laughs> yeah um, and it's it's, well, it's worth I was going to say one last thing it's worth mentioning that this is being done uh, by production IG again which is nice kind of okay so it's it's good
0: that they have the some some of the uh oh, I, actually I oh, should, I probably should have looked this up god damn it. I never do enough research <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that the directors on sac 2045 are still the same ones from um the older one yes yeah
1: it's it's uh, shinji aramaki and kinji kamiyama yeah yes.
0: so it's cool that they still have the same crew doing the same stuff um but god it's been so long um there have been a couple spinoffs like I, I, arise remember that i don't yeah that I don't,
1: was not great we don't
0: talk about that we don't talk about arise that's not because <laughs> it's it's not canon right it's a different interpretation uh different design yeah. and overall not a great story, um, which is, you know... That's putting it mildly, but yes. Because Ghost in the Shell, right? I remember watching this on Adult Swim when I was a little babby, right? I'd stay up super late and be like, oh my gosh, I can watch, like, anime at night. And, you know, it'd be like midnight and my uncle would come into the room like, hey, are you sleeping? Like, yes, uncle, I'm sleeping. And I'd turn the TV <laughs> on when he leaves to watch Ghost in the Shell, right? It's, I have very fond memories of watching it because it was so weird and interesting, right? i loved all i love the art style first of all all right the art style was amazing it it's just like it's not anime like super bubbly anime but it looks realistic and it has all the cyberpunk shit in it it looks fucking cool mm-hmm. and then you know the cool story and stuff and how it has a lot of depth to it right when we first watched uh, standalone complex and second gig there's a lot of depth to the story it has really good storytelling and it's been it's been so long since uh solid state
1: i really wish if they were going to actually set this in what i guess what's known as a subcontinuity uh, that's a new word for me uh of what they call standalone complex i really wish they just called this third gig i mean it's
0: so canonically it's like i believe 11 years after uh solid state society right Yes, I was looking about at eleven.
1: It, yeah, about eleven years. I was looking
0: at a timeline because I was like, "When when does twenty forty five take place?" And it's like apparently eleven years after the last movie. And I was like, "Oh, okay. So it's it's is its own thing. Like I don't understand. Like, but it has SAC in it. It's a standalone complex. But twenty forty five and it's like this is kind of weird. <laughs> like it's not canon, but it is
1: canon. I don't know. Yeah, it's it is it is weird. Stand, the standalone complex is very weird in the Ghost in the Shell continuity." Yeah, because like second gig takes
0: place before the first one, <laughs> like something like that, I believe. It's... Uh,
1: yeah,
0: I gotta say, it's, it's weird, and the less you think about it, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it, just watch the cool stuff. Just watch the cool Don't, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's. I want to talk a little bit about the animation. So, like I a was saying, a lot of people have. A lot of people, well, because when you're coming from uh, Standalone Complex and Second Gig and Solid State Society, it's all hand drawn, with the exception of like. The Tachikomas, right? Or Tachikawa's? Yeah. Tachikomas? Tachikomas. Tachikomas. God, they're so cute. <laughs> the think tanks. I love oh, them. Oh,
1: and, and the OPs and the EDs. Yeah. Those were 3D CG as well. And it, it was fine, but
0: majority of the anime was hand-drawn, and it looks great. It's cyberpunk. It looks super, like, good. It's detailed, yeah. right? There's a lot of things in each frame. Mm. But SAC 2045, I'm going to call it SAC 2045. <laughs> Get SAC. Get SAC 2045 is all 3D CGI and it doesn't look bad. Okay, it looks mm. decent. It runs at a decent frame rate, like definitely 30 FPS or above.
1: Yeah, it looks like it runs at probably like 45 like, frames per second yeah. if I had to guess.
0: And because there's not a lot of super actiony scenes, it doesn't like look terrible. But mm. it also doesn't look amazing cuz it's you know, it's 3D CGI. There's it's only it doesn't look as detailed as refined and it, it's just okay in my opinion i can look past the 3d cgi a lot of people can't i can look past that because you know, i'm like you know what as long as the story is good then we're all good you know like thinking back to like berserk 2016 i hated the 3d cgi it was so <laughs> f- fucking stupid Ran at, like fucking 24 frames per second or like fist of the north if you star. were lucky <laughs> like fist of the north star ran at like 12 fps but I was like, you know what? But the stories are still the same, and it's still good. So whatever. I'll look past it.
1: But And you finally got to see the Berserk Armor.
0: Yeah, and I got, finally got to see the Berserk Armor in 2016. After, it was season two, right? Yeah, it was season two. Yeah. And I was like, finally. It's been like 20 years, but we finally get to see an animated Berserk Armor. So that's great. And it is production IG, so it's qual. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's, it's amazing quality, but it's not bad okay
1: it's not shit tier animation no it's
0: not shit tier
1: I mean yeah I-, I can understand what some people would look at this and they'll they'll take like two or three seconds like fuck this shit I'm out I don't I, I don't fault these people because while I don't personally think it's bad and 3D CG is not a deal breaker for me personally mm-hmm. um, as you say it's not great um, there's certainly better out there but there is certainly worse
0: yeah, and I I get it. You know, anime is a very visual medium and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes just like in ma- so there's some mangas too that I won't read because I'm like I can't fucking stand this like this art. Yeah. It is just atrocious. So, you know, you're you're entitled to that. That's a fine. C-
1: cough cough. High <laughs> Cough cough.
0: Yeah, high manga looks atrocious. The anime <laughs> looks so much so better. Bad. It's so weird. It's so bad. But the designs of the characters and the animation like style, it's just, it's grading. Okay, coming from Solid State Society, the last one, nine years ago, I'm like, they got so much better and improved. Even with their own CGI, they had it so much more improved. And again, the CGI doesn't look bad. They look pretty. They don't look rough like they did in Solid State. Because, you know, obviously nine years later, our technology should be better. But it's just- I would hope. Yeah, you would hope. But it's just stylistically, it's just not there. You know, it doesn't have a lot of- um,
1: I, I will say some of the character designs do translate better than others. Some, well, some do translate better than others to the 3D CG. Um, the one that doesn't is uh, the chief does not look good in 3D CG. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he looks like he's got a giant cotton ball on his head. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, <laughs> what?
1: see, like, I really
0: hated the fact that there was not a lot of good background art as well. And this is kind of one of the biggest issues I have with 3D CGI is that they spend a lot of assets making the models and action and all the frames Mm -hmm. and stuff and their movement, but they don't spend any time on the background. Like, when you watch... I mean,
1: some of the backgrounds, like, the establishing shots are good, um, but you can tell that they spend a lot more time on them. But then when, like, they're walking down the street, like, like there's so few people and there's, like, very little detail on the buildings that they're passing. It's like, Jesus Christ, give me something. Yeah. And... You know, one thing that I
0: hate, I I, I hated the um Scarjo Ghost in the Shell movie. Oh, the, I don't really The live action. Yeah, the live action. I hated that. But at least <laughs> it used a lot of good
1: colors. It had a yeah. lot of pretty backgrounds, good establishing shots. I liked it. For all the, for all the bad things that people can say about the live action Ghost in the Shell, one thing I will say in its favor is that it actually looked from a cinematography standpoint like that story took place in the world of Ghosts in the Shell. Yeah. And here we are with
0: SAC twenty forty five just going in the opposite direction. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't look like it takes place in, in gits at all. Like it's just ugh and then I'm like, all right, okay, I get it. Three d CGI, they had a budget. They didn't use that much money. But God damn it, you guys had three years, right? You said for from twenty seventeen, production IG, that you were gonna make this. Mm-hmm. You tell me in three years you went 3D CGI to save money, You couldn't do anything hand-drawn. Like, this is some bullshit, dude.
1: <laughs> I, I will say at the beginning of, of the story, it actually works in the story's favor because they're supposed to be in, like, these burnt-out, you know, war-torn buildings with, like, you know, desert encroaching on the city. And that kind of works in its favor, not having a whole lot of detail because it actually looks like a lived-in world that way. Yeah, but there's just not a lot around. There's a bunch of rubble. That's only in the
0: beginning. Then we get to the second half where we're in the city and stuff, and it's like, it's still just garbage here. Okay. And there's
1: like five, like, background characters just walking around, and then, like, there's no signs anywhere.
0: Yeah, fuck that noise. And, um, (laughs) yeah, and the character designs I thought were all right. Like, uh, I don't don't have anything against them. They look like they're characters.
1: So, yeah, except for the giant cotton ball on the chief's head.
0: Yeah, I mean, but he still looks like the chief.
1: Yeah, he does. I I will say probably the character design that best translated between 2D and 3D was probably Bato. Yeah. Like, he still looks exactly like Bato. Yeah. Like, the muscles and the chiseled jaw and everything, it looks great. Yeah. I just... Um, I love Bato, too. (laughs) Bato's great. (laughs) Um, But now, so these actually... The the, the CG character designs in this were done by a Russian-born artist named Ilya Kv... Kv Kupchinov. Kupchinov. Yeah. I, Jesus Christ, Russian name sometimes. Um, I mean, I've, I've gone and looked at the, this person's art and it's pretty good. Um, I would say for someone who probably hasn't spent an enormous amount of time in the animation sphere, I would assume I thought it was pretty good. Hmm. It's funny you
0: say Russian-born, because I was wondering what about this SAC 2045 was going to be Russian, because it definitely wasn't the music.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't the music. Um, that's actually a really good segue. Thank you, John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to uh, so talk about the, the soundtrack. Um, so, one of the great things about um, the soundtrack to previous Ghost in the Shell um anime adaptations especially standalone complex was the absolutely amazing uh score that was done by yoko kano that is sadly missing this time around Is she was not i, I don't know she's not available or she just didn't want to do it but um it was the the score this time was composed by two people uh kazuma Jinuichi and nobuku uh, nobuko toda um the best thing I can say about it is I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it's not Yoko Kano levels of awesome either. Yeah. Like, that's
0: one thing. First of all, the opening and the ending sequences, I, I thought the ending sequence was okay. Uh, the OP, yeah. I didn't like very much because it's not um, in inverse. Was that, what the fuck was that opening for For SAC? The first opening.
1: Oh, you mean the original? The original, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ah uh, fuck me uh inverse universe something like that <laughs> something like that I. it was in russian and latin
0: and english okay and it was super cool all right <laughs> i love that opening it sounds so good and then the mm-hmm. scoring in sack and uh second gig are amazing because of yoko kano like it feels when there's thriller stuff happening on the screen it feels like you're in the action you're in it you're in the shit with the major chasing down the mm-hmm. bad guys and doing the mystery shit but this one in in 2045 it's it's very lackluster it's not bad but it just feels very basic like it's not unique enough right that's something that yeah yoko kano does with her composing it's always unique you know think cowboy bebop think ghost (laughs) in the shell like it's very unique and very fucking memorable right Mm -hmm. and here we have this basic ost by these two guys and again They did a good job because it didn't sound bad. I don't have any complaints about it or any of the SFX. Like, any of the composing is bad. But it's just not very memorable. You know, it's not something I'm going to think back. Oh, man, remember 2045, that amazing soundtrack, that amazing opening or ending song? Like, no, I'm not going to say that ever.
1: I'm, I'm certainly not, you know, rushing out to get myself a copy of the OP or the ED either. Yeah. And... Again, not that they're bad. They're just, like you say not memorable. They're it's not, not Yokokano. It's not Yokokano and you know this It's this... like try it's like trying to replace hiroyuki Sawano. You just can't do it.
0: Well, there's there is another guy who sounds almost like Sawano in some of his songs. But yeah, like the OST's it's not amazing. The sound effects they use are just they're not amazing either, but they're not also boring. They're not like stock, right? They they mm-hmm. they use like Ghost in the Shell sound effects stuff like for the Tachikomas when they're riding around and a little like shooting the stuff and then for the sound design again it's just it's not amazing but it's okay it's not bad yeah
1: i will say for the tajikomas it feels like they just lifted the sound effects from the first two seasons of standalone complex i'm pretty sure they did and that's
0: a good thing because <laughs> if they made it different i would have noticed <laughs> and i would have called yeah. them out on it like how dare you mess with perfection but yes the only thing I can really say that's great about the sound in uh, 2045 is that they brought back, at least I think they brought back everyone from the original cast in the English and the Japanese dub, because I watched it in both, and yeah. it just sounds great. Like, the major is the major, Bato is Bato, Tachikomas are Tachikomas, and like yeah. and, and, and Togusa is Togusa. Everyone is the exact same from fucking 15 years ago, <laughs> and... I like that, like as a continuity aspect. Like I like they're all good voice actors. The Japanese dub and
1: the English dub, they're both yeah. amazing. Like I can watch it in either or. I act what, the the amazing thing. The amazing thing about the Ghost in the Shell, the, the original Ghost in the Shell English dub, is that it was done during a time when anime dubs really, by and large, still weren't that good, um, and. I I watched most of this in Japanese, but I did watch the first two episodes, the English dub of the first two episodes. Um, it's amazing to me, going back and looking at it, how good these people were for their time.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> the English dub has no right being as good as it is, <laughs> like, yeah. especially from 15 years ago.
1: And it's amazing that they got back Mary Elizabeth McGlynn as the major because she hasn't done a lot of voice acting, like recently. Um, she's mostly known now as an ADR director.
0: Yeah, and it's I mean, just she does
1: a little bit of voice acting here and there, but it's not what she primarily does anymore.
0: No, and that's why I, I just again I compliments like maybe that's what they spent their entire budget on <laughs> just getting all the original voice actors. At least they did that right because that was great. I liked it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, I completely agree. Like the 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 voice acting in this is absolutely top notch. Um and I'm very, very happy that they got I I believe every single person that was in the original uh standalone complex anime back. Um if they didn't, it was probably a minor character or just something I didn't notice. When it came but, to um, the
0: the main crew, like Togusa Bato, yeah. Major Chief, uh the Tachikomas and yeah. I don't remember. There's two, Ishikawa and uh, uh, I don't remember the other guy's name. Whatever the other uh, guy's name. Borma. <laughs> yeah. They they at least sound the same to me. So I was like, that's good. Yeah. Right? The main yeah. cast.
1: <laughs> I mean, and then they brought in some new people to do the new characters, obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah, like whoever the fuck Purin is. Pudin. Pudin. Pudin.
1: Pudu, Pudu, Pudu.
0: That's all I could think of. And <laughs> I like her character design. I love the fact that she's a Bato
1: fan. I'm like, this is us. We're pooty. She's a ba- she, she's a Bato otaku. Yeah, it's funny as fuck. I like how she's always trying to ingratiate herself to him. Like <laughs> I made this for you, and Bato's like, "Fuck that." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, whatever." Hey, Tachikomas, what's up? Hey, Tachikomas.
0: <laughs> like, oh, Bato-san. I, really,
1: I really, I really, I will say one thing. I was disappointed at that they didn't do a uh uh synthetic oil joke that they had throughout almost all of the standalone complex anime before.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like they they added the Tachikomas and their voice lines just for the nostalgia factor because they didn't really play a big role in anything in the in the show, right? Like, they were just glorified ubers <laughs> yeah they're just glorified ubers they they really were just there and i was like well that makes sense that's why they don't have that many voice lines but i'm like at least they're there at least the touch was yeah, are still there that, was, still that like... was
1: kind of disappointing though because they, they actually served a really good purpose in the first two seasons like yeah they also ferried people around but they also helped fight alongside the main characters
0: yeah and it's just whatever right story-wise they yeah. didn't really have a place they were just there for the fact that hey look you guys remember these little kids? They're amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I yeah. do remember them.
1: They're super cute. <laughs> Still super yeah. cute. Oh, man, but, the Tachikomas, they're too pure for this world.
0: But speaking <laughs> of the story, though, oh, my God. Yeah, we got
1: to get into this. Th- this, is where, this is where it kind of falls apart, this um, is... especially in the beginning. Like I mentioned w- when we started this, like this is a prime example of how not to start an anime.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this story supposedly takes place in 2045, 11 years after Solid State Society. Uh, it starts off with the Major and Bato and the rest of her crew, minus Togusa. Yeah,
1: it's Sans, Togusa, Sans, and, Togusa and, and
0: And the Chief. Uh, they're like mercenaries, and they're working in America, right? And they spend yeah. five fucking episodes, five out of 12, okay? Motherfucking five out of 12 episodes. Building up the new big bad. Like this is the main yeah. big and bad it's, character. It's
1: it's he- it's heavily implied that they've been doing this kind of thing for like the last most of the last eleven years. Yeah.
0: Like after after the end of Solid State, they disband and Section 9's gone. So then yeah, it, you know, apparently the, the major ma- just turns
1: to Bato and says, Wanna go to America? <laughs> yeah,
0: Major <laughs> turns to Bato and says, like, Hey, let's make our mercenary group the ghost and I was like, ha ha ha! I get it, because you're a ghost in the shell. You know, you guys are the ghosts in uh, the machines. Uh, ha, uh, ha, uh, ha. Uh, ha 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 But it's very just, funny. They spend five fucking episodes building up the new big bad, who are the post humans, and yeah, it just it's not fleshed out very well because it doesn't build up and it. How how do you spend five episodes of a twelve episodes fucking season building up something and then not doing anything with it? First of all, fucking how dare you? Okay.
1: I feel like that entire four, four and a half, five episode run was just to establish the character of John Smith. Yeah. It was so... That's the entire point. Well, it, it served two purposes. Number one, to reintroduce these characters, which... In that instance, I think it did a good job at because even if you hadn't seen the first two seasons of Standalone Complex, you could actually watch this from the beginning and figure out who these characters are supposed to be. So in that instance, I think it is a good reintroduction. But the only other purpose that these episodes serve is to introduce and shed some light on the character of John Smith, who I have to say looks like the most generic American <laughs> fucking agent character cia
0: agent yeah and it's so the pacing is just so off because you spend the first five episodes showcasing the post humans and like showing Mm. not really that much the state of the world but like not really describing anything either it's just apparently there's some new big bad and they're called post humans and it's up to major and her crew to save the day and then they have this big fight at episode five. And then it kind of just all ends with them recreating section nine. And I'm just like, all right, that's cool. Like, I get it. You needed to establish this so they could reestablish yeah. section nine. But then the pacing of the entire series is off now because you just spent five out of 12 episodes doing this. Now you've only got seven episodes to do the rest. And they spend seven episodes, the other seven episodes they spend on nothing. Like they, they have so many Episode 6 is one of my favorite episodes because it feels like a standalone episode, right? Where Bato goes Which is to the what bank.
1: ghost in the shell standalone complex is fucking known for. It's known for having an overarching narrative with a bunch of individual stories that tie into it the the overall story, the overarching story kind of loosely but still enough to keep you invested, yeah, exactly. So we have episode six with Bato
0: who goes to the bank and then he it's being held up by these old people, and these old people are exposing a new truth to society. they're like, hey. It's 2045, but evil corporations are still fucking the small man. And I'm like, this is a good story. You could have started here, and I would have been super interested, right? If episode 6 was episode 1, and then it led into the rest, I would have been happy with that, okay? Like, it shows you so much. Like, here's Bato's character. He hasn't changed a bit since we've last seen him in Solid State Society. And it's got cool action sequences. And, you know, Bato's acting is just fucking phenomenal. And it introduces us to a lot of the things that we normally see, like how corrupt society still is no matter how much yeah. section nine tries to keep the peace like like solid state society and uh second gig were about terrorism right about the um the refugees okay
1: yeah it was about the refugees from the two world wars yeah
0: and 2045 is still kind of, it starts off with that where it's like america's having its own civil war again and it's, yeah, it's
1: like it's third or fourth civil war in this in this story yeah
0: and I, i'm like okay so i guess we're starting from there but then it like kind of gets shut down because it's like oh it was actually all just a ploy by the post humans and i was like what and they didn't talk about it any further which is why it was like how do you have so many fucking plot points and so many things you could go into but then you refuse not to go into it and then have such a fucking lame story like i don't understand
1: do you know there's also one thing that i I hadn't really thought about this since the last time I even touched ghost in the shell for anything, but the Japanese characters in this story are the only ones that refer to America as the American empire. Everyone else just still calls it the United States. And I don't know why that is. It has never been explained in the entirety of ghost in the shell.
0: I don't know, man. Just (laughs) (laughs) that's how the directors feel about it or something. I guess. (laughs) I don't
1: know, man. Um, but yeah, episode six is so damn good. And it's, it puts out this little nugget. It's like, yes, let's explore this for a couple of episodes. And it's like, nah, it's over. Go away now.
0: Yeah, like, it's literally its own episode. And it has no bearing onto the story, I guess, kind of. It does, but it doesn't, okay? So it, yeah. it exposes one of the other facets of the current society, right, of SAC 2045. And then yeah. our next couple episodes explore, like, um, thinkpole and another post-human. And we get a little bit more depth into, like, ...what the post-humans are doing and why they're doing it, right? Like, it's supposedly... Yeah. it's be- They they are the evolution of man, all right? This is the next step for mankind who use the um, cyber brains.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's how it's portrayed. But then it's like, nah, the real enemy is just a fucking stand-in for Twitter. <laughs> yeah,
0: and <laughs> it's really dumb because it's like... You know, old ghosts in the show would introduce these new things... ...these new facets, and they'd explore it more in-depth, right? There was more depth to the story because of these encounters from the rest of the Section Nine crew, and they all kind of interweaved into something into an overarching narrative, which is what made it great. Here we have Sack 2045, where it's like, hey, look at these little tidbits. They have nothing to do with the overarching story.
1: Like, wait, what? Why would you show this to me then? Like, what the fuck, dude? That that was the great thing about, that's why it has standalone and standalone complex. It was like these little nuggets they would put out there that were great for world building, by the way. Um, And they would mark, they would like kind of, sort of weave into the narrative, but it was just enough to get you invested because it was building the world around the story. Yeah,
0: and here we have 2045 does not do that at all. The story is not interesting enough. They don't spend any time building any of these stories to weave into it until the last fucking two episodes, okay? Yeah.
1: So we have the first – To to be perfectly honest, like everything from episode, uh, well, six onward could just be retitled Tokusa Must Suffer. Yeah, it's literally just Togusa <laughs> must suffer. Like, it's so stupid. And also, f- also, fuck making him get a divorce. This guy was a family man. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, and it's so it's so dumb. Like, I get it. It has to do with what happens at the end of Solid State and his decision. That's what it starts off with when Togusa comes back in the beginning. Right? I get it. Yeah, but they don't explain any of that. They just kind of assume, and I'm like, this man was a hard fucking working family man. Are you telling me he's finally he he regretted not going with the majors so many years ago to create ghosts? that he's going to throw away his fucking family now. That's bullshit. Because yeah, we also saw that the,
1: uh, through the, through the entirety of the story, he never once tries to contact his family. I'm thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. Like <laughs> are they dead? They rewrote his character.
0: Like, are you telling me he was so guilt ridden for these last nine years that he's just so strongly vehemently against being a family man anymore? I'm like, this was his entire drive. Okay. In the last series, what the fuck is you doing? Like, what the not- hell dude?
1: Like, that was one of, one of my favorite character arcs from Standalone Complex, or at least the first two seasons, was watching Togus's character arc. Like, watching him, like, he had just become, like, a, a relatively new family man at, at the beginning of, of Standalone Complex. It was cool watching him, like, try to balance his work life with his family life. It was really fun to watch. Yeah. And they just throw it all out the window.
0: Like, yeah. rewrite what? him. <laughs> and I'm like, what the
1: f- Oh, my God. It was so- <laughs> I will say, I will say that scene um, at the end of God, what episode was that? Um, Episode eight, where they kind of do the togas of fake out death. That was actually really well done. Yeah, I like that. See, and
0: that's like the stuff that we miss. All right. From the original ghost in the shell. This is the stuff they should have focused more on instead of some of the bullshit like fucking Elon Musk turns into a post human and decides to destroy the world. Kind of yeah. bullshit that started off the entire thing. Like the first five episodes could have been done way better because if they started it on episode six and dived into like, hey, look at these fuckers trying to ruin the world who run everything, and then they slowly moved into like the American Civil War, then that would have made more sense. You know what I'm saying? Because then it yeah. would have been. But then I get that they it's because after San... uh, Solid State Society, they wanted to reestablish like Section Nine because it has to have been disbanded already, and they have to reband. So they need a new big thread. But I'm like, you could have done this better, man. You you wasted five fucking episodes, is all I'm saying. It's a terrible yeah. start to a fucking show. And I'm like, you know, episode 6 and beyond, episode from episode 6 up, it's a way better show. Like if you just showed me episode 6 all the way to episode 12, I would have been I would have given this a lot higher of a rating, honestly speaking.
1: Like- honestly, if the, the if the first 5 episodes had actually just been like maybe condensed or compressed into two episodes, it would still have been better. Like it's not still not a great opening, but it would have been better. The, the problem with the opening is that it just drags fucking on for five episodes. Yeah. It like, took me
0: a couple days. Like normally this is a 12 episode anime, right? I I usually marathon 12 episode animes in a single day, maybe two days if I don't have enough time in one day. But it, I it took me a whole week to watch this because the first five episodes took so long to go through. And I was like, I just really don't care. Like, if I was not a fan of Ghost in the Shell, I could not have sat and watched the entire 12 episodes of this. It's because I know Ghost in the Shell that I gave it a shot and watched all 12. Like, that's kind of it's kind of a bad thing, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not great. I mean.
1: <laughs> but it's because we have a, this great love for this series. We don't want to just throw it away. Yeah. We're just, we we don't want to think that it got, you know, taken a hold of by Disney. <laughs> Yeah, and
0: I just know that with the cliffhanger that happens at the end of season one, um, I just, I don't know what's going to, I know what's going to come next. Like, obviously, depend what they focused on on the last two episodes on season one is obviously what season two is going to be about. It's obviously going to be about the post-humans. But, yeah. like, what else do you think is going to happen in season two? <sighs>
1: Hopefully not five episodes of Backstory.
0: (laughs) Like, we at the end of season two, or season one, we have Togusa, he's he's in the mind of one of the post-humans, right? Yeah. And we're getting through the story. First of all, they already spent, like, seven-ish episodes exploring other post-humans and what they went through, right? Yeah. We had the first guy, the Elon Musk dude, who went crazy and decides to create sustainable war. And then we have the second guy, who was the ThinkPole guy, who was like these there are injustices in the world and as long as people want to we can three million people can sign in and hack into someone's brain and fuck them up right mm. we leave it to the society to judge them and it's like okay so we, now we have two of the post humans and we can't or actually it's three because there's one more guy right the the military guy who wanted yeah. to
1: launch the nuke but they didn't really get into that so who cares yeah they didn't even really explore that i mean they kind of explored what led him to do it but they never like once they kill him they're like well that's done
0: yeah it, moving on it, yeah it was just kind of a thing to make sure that john smith gets into contact with major right that's like the main purpose yeah. of the, the fucking the military guy yeah and then we finally we end with the last post-human the middle schooler who helped create the think pole thing and we dive into what his is, th-
1: what is it with ghost in the shell having really young villains <laughs> Because the, they're the, young and malleable. There's a point to cause it. Because the Laughing Man was a young person.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It, honestly, they it felt like they were trying to rehash Laughing Man, honestly speaking. That's what I felt like. It really like. <laughs>
1: does. It, it feels like they're trying. It's like, God, the Laughing Man was great. I still think to this day, the the, the reveal of who the Laughing Man is in, in the original uh, standalone complex, one of the greatest antagonist reveals in the history of anime. Yeah, because ever. it's so unexpected. You never would have thought of it huge plot twist, but then they fucking reveal who it is at the outset. Jesus Christ!
0: Yeah, and it's so, and then it's kind of good, but also bad, because it, you go into his story of, like, why he did it, like, this classmate that he kind of liked was getting raped. She's like, 12 they're in middle school.
1: Yeah, they're in middle school, so I'm thinking 12, 13-ish. 12,
0: 13-ish, maybe 14, but still, that's gross, and the teacher was raping her, and it was just, or, well, we don't know if he was raping her, but he, he was abusing her, right? He was her.
1: certainly abusing her somewhat because she comes out of that room which is wearing a bra and panties so something's going on that shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, like he's...
0: And it's super gross and I'm like, see, this is the bad guys that I hate and this is yeah. the stuff that we should be chasing but it, they don't really focus on that. They just see it as one of the plot points of why he turns into a post-human.
1: It's also, it's also portrayed as sort of a Harvey Weinstein kind of thing where it's like this open secret that everyone just kind of knows but no one does anything about. Yeah, and this is
0: like the depth stuff that I was talking about that they should have focused more on like how and t- you had 12 episodes and only two of these episodes you're actually focusing on the point of the post humans
1: and i'm like wait that, that's the most frustrating thing about this though there's obvious depth to the story they just refuse to explore it yeah like what the fuck dude there's zero <laughs> depth
0: in this fucking show in this season of anime like it, i don't understand how you can have so many plot points but have zero depth like you had so many opportunities to go into it but you chose wrong Like the first five episodes, again, chose very fucking wrong to dive into that. Like who gave a shit?
1: and the even greater shame is that a lot of this stuff that they're sort of glossing over that could be it could be you could do a deep dive into is stuff that's very relevant to our modern day society which is another one of the great things about Ghost in the Shell it it's it's supposed to force you as a viewer to question your reliance on this technology like we think of the technology we use as a good like a tool for all of us to use for good but it's so easy for even the most you know um well-intentioned person to use this for bad and
0: there's also the fact that we live in a society <laughs> we live in a society
1: where <laughs> we're supposed to act like civilized people
0: <laughs> and it's just it's a wasted opportunity man it's been a long time since the last ghost in the show anime right and i was expecting so much more from it and again i i looked past the 3d cgi i looked past the the not the, the minus yoko kano i i look past a lot of things to finish this even though i didn't yeah. want to
1: well to be fair if, if yoko kano not doing the soundtrack was the worst part of this it would still be good yeah
0: if only that was the worst part <laughs> but no uh, it's just one of the myriad problems along with 2045
1: like what the what the actual shit guys come on yeah and i i i I wish I could say I knew where this story was going. I, I I don't. Um, I will say that the cliffhanger is nice at the very end of the season. Um, it makes me want to come back for more, and I I know I will simply because, like you said, it's Ghost in the Shell and like fucking Pavlovian signal. I'll you say Ghost in the Shell, here I am. Exactly. Like um,
0: I I honestly think they put in the cliffhanger because they knew that they had a weak story, so they needed any more reason to like just one more reason to try to retain as many viewers. Cause I, I honestly think season two is going to be a fucking bust. Like it's not going to get a lot of watches after season one. Like it's not just us. Okay. We're not just ama- like annoying people on the internet. It's everyone else also thought yeah. that 2045 was a bad fucking show.
1: Yeah. I mean, some of the best, uh, the best things that I've said about it, they like just or some of the best things that people have said about it is, is they feel very mixed about it. And, the more I think about it that's kind of exactly how I feel like it's still the characters feel like the characters from Ghost in the Shell they still talk like the characters from Ghost in the Shell the the story is obviously set in the world of Ghost in the Shell I mean at least it feels like it's still the same world it's just it feels like it's been dumbed down it really does, and I I really hope it's not because of budget constraints. If if that's it, that is a, a enormous shame. If it's just because of budget constraints, and there actually was a good story here, I hope I, I hope and pray it's not a, a a repeat of the keysniver thing where the creator actually came up with like three like thirty six episodes worth of material, and the studio only set only gave them enough money to do twelve episodes. I really hope it's not that because. If that is it, then that's a huge... They should never should have done it in the first place if that was the case.
0: Yeah, and that's, like, another reason I thought... I thought maybe the reason why 2045 even got greenlit was because of the, the Ghost in the Shell live action. Like, they're like, oh, people are interested in it again? Let's sell some Ghost in the Shell!
1: And Yeah, th- there's another part of me that's like, God, I hope it wasn't just a, a cheap, nostalgic cash grab. because like, It fucking worked on me, I guess, but...
0: It worked, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Like, you got my, you got my views, but you don't have my money.
1: Yeah. And, like, you and I obviously both loved the original Ghost in the Shell movie. We should do a review on it sometime for the podcast. <laughs> um, but, ever since the end of, well, Solid State Society actually had a really good, was a really good movie, um, I thought. Um, I don't think we'll ever get back to that I, I i hate to say that because i love ghost in the shell so much but arise was shit um I, I i will stop short of saying that this is shit and just say it's just a poorly executed good idea um i just don't think we'll ever get back to that and that's a great shame because ghost in the shell's a great world yeah <laughs> it really is. it's really cool it has a lot of cool stories and depth it's it's a great fucking it, time and it's, it's even a, it's a greater shame for me because science fiction is by far my favorite genre of fiction. And that's something that I think anime is lacking these days is really good science fiction. We got so much fucking isekai and fantasy shit out there. And listen, if you like that, I, more power to you. Um, but I we need more good science fiction in anime. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's very little sci-fi animes out there. And it's actually, in general, it's a really bad time for science fiction. There is so little good science fiction to be had out there, anime or otherwise. And yeah, it's, just in it's general. It's very sad.
0: And it's just, I get it. Like, old, the reason sci-fi blew up back in the day was because we didn't have amazing tech yet, right? We didn't have fucking phones stronger than computers in our pockets. Like, we never had that. Yeah, we have fucking
1: that. supercomputers in our pockets. Yeah, nowadays it's like the,
0: the concepts are just so tame. In comparison like we have hoverboards we have this we have that and that i get that you can't flesh out a really good world like that when you're not as creative as these people but eh, it's whatever and uh, it's a shame like i really wanted to like 2045 um like numerically i would probably score it a four out of ten like it's very below average because of all Mm -hmm. things considered but I still like the voice acting. They, like It has good points in it, okay? Yeah. But overall, if I was not a fan of Ghost in the Shell, I would have dropped this after episode fucking three. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, no joke. I, I probably would, too. If this were not connected at all to the world of Ghost in the Shell, and I was just having to base this on an original story... I probably would say the same. After three or four episodes, I would have given up on this because like, the pacing is just horrendous. Yeah. It's all over the place. Once you get pass the first five episodes, which are very slowly paced, the pacing's all over the place. It goes up, it goes down, it goes left, it goes right. Yeah, it just doesn't have a, a
0: constant rhythm to
1: it. And it's just, it's,
0: there's too much.
1: It's it's fucking frustrating is what it is. As fans of Ghost in the Shell, it's fucking frustrating. Yeah. What would you um, If I had to get, as much as... as as much as it pains me to give something from Ghost in the Shell this lowest score, I, I give it a five. That's probably the best I can give it. Like maybe a six, but it's a lot higher I than giving I. Giving it a five
0: age. out of ten. <laughs> that's, a, that's higher than me. I can't believe you give it a five out of ten.
1: It's it. Oh God, it, like I said, it's just frustrating because I know, I know there's a good story here. It's just so poorly executed. Okay,
0: but will you be watching season two?
1: Yes, because I am just a Pavlovian dog.
0: <laughs> I'm also going to be watching season two because I. <laughs> it goes in the shell, man. You're right. Like you're saying, there's a story in here. We know that
1: there can be a, an amazing story being told here. We just and have to who look knows? for it. I, I, I will be optimistic until I don't have reason to be. I will I will hope that the second half of this story – really turns it around. And it may do that. Maybe the second half is going to be absolutely amazing and they will 100% stick the landing at the end.
0: Could be. Or it could have just been shit from the start and shit at the end
1: and shit in the middle and shit everywhere else. I do know one thing that will happen, though. Togusa will definitely suffer because that is Togusa's lot in life in the story of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, what the actual fuck is with the Togusa suffering porn, dude? (laughs) What do they have against Togusa? Togusa. I don't know. I think it's because he is the like the closest thing to like a pure human in the group because he's the one that's least augmented, and yet he's the one who gets hacked. And he's the, the one that virus. gets hacked on constantly. <laughs> yeah, like
0: whatever, dude.
1: <laughs> but I will. I will say one thing. I think I, I said it earlier. As much as I dislike this, I still think the major is one of the coolest anime characters ever. Oh yeah. Matoko Kusanagi. Kusanagi. <laughs> they only say her name like two times in the entire show. Yeah, no one calls her anything but major. Yeah, and then we find out. Oh, one thing this did tell us is what they what they actually call her behind her back. Gorilla. C- Queen Kong. <laughs> Queen Kong. Yeah, that's what. They- <laughs> I forget who it was. It said, someone said it to Bazo. I was like I'm surprised you call it call her that, and he's like. Not to her face, Jesus. <laughs> no, no, I swear. Togusa says that to the
0: uh, to that guy, to John Smith or something, to prove he says it to someone to prove that he knows the major. Yes, oh, oh, the yes. guy, the uh, the the CEO who hired them at, in Texas.
1: Yes, yes, the CEO of the the private military company. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it
1: was. Yeah, that's how he proved that he knew <laughs> him, and he's like, "Wow, you call her that?" And, well, not, <laughs> not to her <that>. face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. This is one of the great things about Goes in the Shell. They're a great team. That's, it, the greatness of Goes in the Shell is how great they work as a team. And that is one thing that I think 2045 did right. Like, they work best as a full team. Um, yeah. But it's that, that camaraderie that they have. And it's they're, they're one of the best like uh, ensembles ever in anime because they work so well together. Each person complements another's weaknesses.
0: Yeah. And... <laughs> Again, there are bits in twenty forty five that are good It's just a shame that most of it's bad though,
1: yeah, major's still a badass though,
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree hundred <sighs> percent
1: man i I hate to end it on that note, but I mean that's that's it. that's ghost in the shell standalone complex twenty forty five I can only hope it gets better with season two. It can't get much worse, please don't get much worse. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of <laughs> Yeah, please I, don't go Rise of rise Skywalker with this one, please. Uh, I, Is that is that Star Wars? Yes. I don't know. what is that the last, the last one? The last Star Wars movie was absolutely god-awful.
0: Oh, that's gross.
1: <laughs> yeah. So as much as I didn't want this to end on a bad note, I, it kind of has to. So thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out other episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, BitChute, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions, or if you have ideas for topics you'd like to first talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say night, Tachikoma. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> goodnight! Goodnight! <laughs> Bye, Bato!